Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. doing very good how are you floyd i am doing well um as some of you may know i work overnights so i've been up for about an hour maybe 53 yeah it's not very long which is cool uh this is about the time i get up every day and then march madness is going on so we're both trying to watch our teams you said you're a michigan <laughs> state fan because you go to michigan state which is awesome yep <laughs> and i am a florida state fan because i did not go to florida state i uh, just uh yeah i'm a fanboy which is okay <laughs> um, <laughs> no but uh i've been i've been watching florida state my whole life and like uh, uh so they just won literally the clock just hit zero as i press record and so florida state's winning michigan state is in a very tight game with who bradley 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 and i'm getting I, annoyed <laughs> i have michigan state going to the elite eight on two of my brackets so i need them to uh you know i need, I need them to go ahead and lock this down I do too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, how are you doing? What's going on with you? Uh, well, nothing much. Had a had a had a quiz today that I was a bit stressed about, but now that it's over, I'm feeling really good. And now I'm just kind of going through the motions for the rest of the uh, the rest of the week until I head home for the weekend. And then I've got two weeks that are just going to be kind of boring weeks where I don't have a ton of stuff going on. But then I'm heading to New York, so that should be fun. Well, I will be in New York, too, and we were just talking before we got on because this is literally the first time we've talked to each other. You know, we've messaged back and forth, but it's the first time we've talked to each other. And we were both saying how, you know, you were at, just like with Issa and Tiffany, we've been at a lot of the same places. So you yeah. were at StarCast, <laughs> and I was at StarCast. You did the Kenny and Coda signing. I was in that line, right? Like, Probably like thirty people back because I was not <laughs> close to the I was not close to the front. Getting up that Sunday morning was not the easiest thing. 
So, mm-hmm. uh, but I did, we did get in line cause we knew that line was going to be stupid. We got in line fairly early cause Kenny and Coda, cause I think th- that was one of the last signings that they announced, right? It know. was, it was, they had it announced, but then they changed the day like the day before. Yes. So like, they were like, now it's a day early. Yes, that's that's what I yeah that's that was the thing I was like something happened where everyone had to get in line really quickly, uh, and everybody was like changing their schedule and it was it was awesome, and, and you were there and of course um, so of course did you go to you went to all in right Yep, I went to all in. I had floor seats. Uh, I personally, and this is one thing people will find of, out about me. I don't like sitting on the floor. It's really it's very weird. I like sitting in the hundreds uh, that f- the lower level. If you if you wanted to say my ideal seat, it's usually section 106 or 107, depending on the building. And if that first level off the floor, now if you get me in like the first row, I would be happy. But anywhere in there in that middle seat where you can kind of see everything. Uh, I am not super tall, but I am taller. And when mm-hmm. I sit on the floor, I find it, I like to stand up and watch a lot. I get in other people's way. Yeah. So. I mean, I had the issue a little bit, but um, honestly, it wasn't that bad. Because we were like, I think we were like three rows back. So we weren't we weren't front row, but we were still pretty close up. So we had a really good, um, a really good view. And most of the time, I could see just fine. I got some really good pictures and stuff, too. Of course, I don't have a professional camera like Issa's. Issa's is freaking incredible, but um, I just use my phone. And um, I do know that when they did, like, the thing at the end of the show, I had to stand on a chair because I couldn't see. And I was able to stand on the chair until right at the very end, someone came over and said, hey, you need to get down. So I was able to see the whole thing. You can also see me in some of the videos. (laughs) That, that's awesome. Uh, the one that changed me forever was WrestleMania 19. I am dating myself. I am telling you how old I am. I went to WrestleMania <laughs> 19, and um, I was in the ninth row. And, wow. And I wanted to see, so I kept standing up to watch, and the lovely people of Seattle kept making me sit down. So everything that happened on the other side of the ring, I didn't see. Until I I watched it back. So, and I was like, you know what? For my sanity, (laughs) for my sanity, (laughs) especially then, because ticket, I I think I paid like $800 for a ticket, and I was like 20, uh, early 20s. Wow. So I made like $8 an hour. So I was like, and that was a lot of money to me, but yeah, that was a significant part of my income, that $800 ticket that I missed, like, a lot of the show. Like, when Hogan and Vince went through the table, didn't see that. Oh, <laughs> no. I didn't see it until, like, three months later or whatever when the DVD came out. So, I am so I am, uh, I am adverse to sitting on the floor. It's always the hundreds for me. I know people like to sit in the front row, and it's great, but that's just never been my thing. It's, like, one of my weird quirks. i uh i try to get front row for shows but if i can't get front row i usually go for lower level um which uh but um honestly i don't even remember what i have for supercard i think i either have really high lower level or really low upper level one of the two i just i can't remember right now i'm in 106 
six, I think that's what it's called. I think that's what it's called for Supercard Honor. I have like my tickets organized because you know I've been doing this so weirdly long. <laughs> I am a complete slob and disorganized in every part of my life, except keeping these tickets and stuff in order. I mean, <laughs> I have a section. I have the date. They're printed off in the order I'm going to use them. It's so weird because it's I, perfect. I am not organized in any other part of my life. It's, I mean, <laughs> I, I, like seriously, my fiance sitting up here shaking her head, at, agreeing with me as I say all of this because I am I'm just that bad. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like horrible. Yeah, 106 or 11. Yeah, I'm, I'm that horrible with uh, any type of organization. But yeah, when it comes to my wrestling stuff, it's just, you know, I've misplaced tickets. I've done stuff that has made my life really, really difficult with not being organized at all. So uh, I've learned to keep everything in an order, make it accessible from many different locations so I don't uh, mess up. So, yeah, 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 so, and it's like, and it's when I, when I started traveling, I was really young, I had never really traveled before, like, Seattle was the first trip outside of the state that I'd ever taken without my parents, taken without my parents, Mm. so, it was, like, scary, so, yeah, my first was Florida, your first was Florida? (laughs) Yeah, pretty far, uh, where'd you go, uh, what what was that for, um, wrestling? Uh, it wasn't actually for a wrestling event. It was for, um, there was this, like, camp at uh, Bush Gardens in Tampa. Oh. And it was basically for, like, zookeeping. And I wanted to go into, I want to go into the vet, vet, uh, the vet field. So um, I went to a little camp in, like, the summer of my junior year or something. And I literally went down to Florida by myself for a full week. It was crazy. You know... Uh, that's, is that what you're going to school for? That's the plan right now. I'm not a hundred percent positive if it's what I want, but that's what I'm heading towards. Oh, that's, uh, that is awesome. That sounds like, uh, we get a lot of, in Oklahoma, if you could imagine, uh, we get a lot of people that go to vet school, like, uh, Oklahoma State is a big, big vet school. So that's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, Next year, Mania's in Tampa, so you maybe you able to go back. <laughs> very possible, very possible. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just say this. I just want to remind everybody: uh, this show is brought to you by Power Slam TV. Power Slam TV, where you can get access to over forty-four thousand, not forty thousand, four thousand hours of content from over one hundred and ten of your favorite wrestling brands from countries around the globe right into your laptop and mobile devices if you use the code social suplex you get the first month free yes four thousand now forty thousand forty thousand would be a lot four thousand is a lot but forty thousand man i don't know what you would do with that uh but yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh social suplex power slam tv partnership continues so definitely uh go on there and check out some indie wrestling um and then last but not least, my last of my plugs is that on April 7th at 5 p.m. Eastern, the Social Suplex will be hosting the first ever Suplex Mania. This will be a WrestleMania watch party, live podcast event at the original Hooters across from Madison Square Garden. Uh, join us for wrestling talk, drink specials, and more. Uh, 
yeah, you'll be able to meet the personalities from Soul Suplex. I am going to try to be there before I head to New Jersey for WrestleMania. So it was funny. Um, you know, uh, uh, funny, I was talking about uh, WrestleMania and the ones I've been to, and I was like, man, I, I kept saying like all year that New York would be the second WrestleMania where I have been in the same location for WrestleMania. But what I failed to realize is when I was at WrestleMania 20, it was in Madison Square Garden in actual New York. This is going to be at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. So I actually I am in a different state for this WrestleMania. Mm, okay. So weird. It's it's like he's like because they call it New York and they keep saying New York and they're driving home New York, but it's like it's not actually in New York. It's in New Jersey. So I don't know. Are they you, they love New York. So they do love New York and anything on the East Coast in the Northeast area. If it's not Boston, it's New York. So what shows are you going to Mania weekend? Uh, so I am going to uh, G One Supercard. Uh, which is actually the only wrestling event I'm going to, like the wrestling show I'm going to. Uh, and then I'm also going to Festival of Honor, WrestleCon, and the Bullet Club Block Party. Uh, so I will be in New Jersey uh, that day of Mania, but I will not be at Mania. I went to Mania last year, and that was quite a lot of money. I can't do that again. <laughs> um, what, uh, so we will both be at Super Card of Honor. I am doing mm-hmm. WrestleCon on Friday. I am thinking about buying a Festival of Honor ticket just in case, you know, because last year I met Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki and um, uh, uh, Suzuki and Tanahashi, and I really wanted to meet Ishii, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, works out, but the Festival of Honor and WrestleCon are at the same time, so... Yeah. So it's going to, but you can go in and out of Festival of Honor. So I'm going to try to manage my time as I usually do and try to figure out how to kind of be at both. (laughs) Yeah, I usually go to a lot of access. I went to uh, five last year, five access sessions. This year I just decided, you know, I went to WrestleCon last year, and it was just on Sunday, and I met Stone Cold, and it, it just seemed like it was so much easier to meet who you want, as opposed mm-hmm. to waiting the hours in line to maybe meet one person at WrestleMania Access. Yeah. So, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try something different this year, this is uh, the sixth WrestleMania I've been in a row, and I'm just like, yeah, let's start playing with the schedule a little bit, so. Wow. Yeah, so I'm only going to WrestleMania Access only on Monday so far. That's the only one I'm going to. Oh, okay. Unless I can get a Rousey ticket, because I've always wanted to be Ronda Rousey. Oh, man. (laughs) Those tickets went so quick, and they were stupid. I saw tickets for like $1,500. That's insane. Yeah. I I was like, it's funny, the gouging that goes on with the initial tickets. And I try to tell my friends and I've told people on this show that, you know, just wait, just wait. I remember, uh, two years ago, I was, uh, Samoa Joe did, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was Samoa Joe. I forgot who did the VIP, but I'm standing in line at access. And of course people got stuck with tickets and I, I paid like half 
of what it actually costs. Like it's one hundred and seventy five dollars is like the ticket price, and I pay like eighty bucks because wow. people were trying to get rid of the tickets, and I was like, that's what I keep telling. I know some people are impatient and they don't have the willing, uh, they don't have the ability to do this. Some people are just buying tickets to try to make a buck. So if you make mm-hmm. them wait, they're going to lower the prices as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like WrestleMania is, I saw some tickets for 140 last night. I mean, the tickets are dropping considerably. Oh, G1 Supercard of Honor, you can get a pretty good seat for about 90 bucks right now. Yeah, I, I was, I did see that today. I was looking and um, I think the lowest price was like a 30 buck and it wasn't even that bad of a seat. Yeah, and that's what I was like. It's just like, just wait these things out. I mean, I'm not saying wait until you get to the door. I mean, that was one, <laughs> that was one of those things I could take or leave getting it, and it just happened to drop the price, so it ended up working out for me. But I'm, I'm just saying, just wait, look at it, see the tickets come down. It's just like I've seen people pay $1,500, grand to get decent seats, but not great seats. And I'm like you can get pretty close to those seats because there's someone sitting on the ticket right now has no intention of going to the show and they're going to they're they're going to take your money but they're going to take less of it if that's all you have to offer yeah all right well let's actually get into all things elite <laughs> uh, i mean that was a pretty that was pretty healthy uh opening of the show hopefully we didn't lose anyone uh we both just watched road to double or nothing correct Yep. All right. So it's fresh on our mind. So uh, uh, un- uh, we're going to go ahead and cover that one first. I know we usually go BT, then Road to Double or Nothing. But, you know, you got to be flexible in this podcast world. And I wanted to do it while I remembered it because I usually take notes on these type of things. But since I like just watched it, I knew I was going to be pretty fresh. So Road to Double or Nothing starts with the Young Bucks pinning of pinning the Lucha Bros uh, to win the AAA titles. Yeah, on uh, and This happened on Saturday, March 16th at the Ray De Reyes show, AAA Ray De Reyes show. Apparently that is a big show for them. Uh, did you happen to get a chance to watch this match? Uh, I wasn't able to watch the whole match, but I saw like the highlights from that match, and I also saw um, in the... In the shows this week, I saw some of the highlights they showed on there, but I've seen like the like the stuff that really blew people's mind. It looked it looked incredible. It was a sprint. It was very much a sprint. I mean, it was high impact the whole time. I watched it last night because AAA actually posted it on their YouTube page. They oh. it for free, so uh, if you want to watch it, it's like a very quick watch because I think the match lasted 10 minutes, maybe. And, and it is funny because <laughs> um, the Bucks call themselves the best tag team in the world, which is, I might, I might agree with that at times during the year I agree with it. At times in the year, I feel like other teams may be better. But there was no tagging I'm not. I'm not used to that. <laughs> it was. It was a bit weird because we're so used to like the traditional WWE, <laughs> Ring of Honor, New Japan. Like tag them in, and then they're coming. And it's just. It's not the same. It's not the same in Mexico. So yeah, yeah. It was. It was everywhere. I was like, <laughs> I, it wasn't hard to keep up with, but it was very exciting because you really couldn't focus on one side of the screen over the other because like stuff was going on and then you and it's funny you see brandon cutler 
in his AEW uh, jacket through the whole match recording his the feed that they show on <laughs> BTE and it was hilarious because his looks way better than the actual shows. That's funny. It, it looks way clear. So he's trying to get out the way and he's getting them. They have the other camera guys and he's letting them go around them. And I was like, that's, that's hilarious. Uh, that's hilarious. You know, he, he's a utility guy. Brandon can do a little bit of everything. So um, Matt and Nick hit the, Hit um is that the Melter driver? Uh yes, that's the Melter driver. That's the Melter driver, and they get the one, two, three on Pentagon. They were very much the heels in this match. Much so. Yes. Uh, it's uh, I am new. To, I would call myself new to the Young Bucks like three, four years. You know, not very long. So I'd really not seen them play play up the heel things whenever i seen them they have been the most popular team or group or act in the building so seeing them like got the scowl on their faces playing to the crowd like we came and took your titles it was weird it was yeah i don't know i don't know how long have you been watching the bucks um also not a very long time probably around two to three years somewhere around there um and I have seen a little bit of their heel work because in New Japan, the fact of the Bullet Club was always like invaders yes. into this Japanese traditional wrestling. So they would always act like jerks at those matches and stuff. So like you'd, you wouldn't see like cheating or anything, but you'd see like them getting booed over like the um, the like evil and Sonata and stuff and. Over time, they grew to, like, actually be cheered by the Japanese uh, fans. But for a while, it was very much so, we're, we're invading your country. We're almost like, like we're, we're invading your traditional wrestling, and we're going to mess it all up, and we're going we're gonna to take all the belts, and you're going to deal with it. And I, I really, I love it when they do that. So I was... Very, I was very happy to see that sort of wrestling again with them. Like, we're gonna take these titles, and you're gonna have to cheer us one day. And I thought that was great. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah, like I said, it was very different. I thought they played the role pretty well. I thought that you know, I mean, it seems like at times they are cocky, so they can be natural heels. The, uh, another thing that came out is that Conan introduced them. Like, Conan's uh, apparently a bad guy in uh, AAA. I can't understand. I don't speak Spanish. So, I caught a word here and there. So, I didn't really understand what was going on. But, apparently, he was screwing over the Lucha Bros by oh. introducing the Bucks. Which, I only bring that up because earlier in the night, Cody's in the ring talking about the deal between uh, AEW and because they actually, sh this was the next scene that they showed. They showing the deal between AEW. He was there under Peaceful, had his cane and everything and Black Taurus, I think that's his name. He has a bullhead on and it's black so we're going to go with that. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he said he wanted to wrestle Cody one day and Cody's like, yeah, I'll look forward to wrestling you one day and let's do it here. Uh, and then while he was talking, Conan literally just kicks the cane out from under Cody, and then Cody gets beat up. 
So, yeah, and gets attacked. No Bucks out to uh, help Cody. That kind of made me upset. And it was like, okay, so you see that. They didn't come out to help him. And then they came out with Conan. I'm like, oh, what's going on? I mean, like... In in the in the BTE episode when we get to that, it'll show like the jokingly way that they they retcon that. Yes, I have all. It is funny because uh, since I was very young, and it's like when you you you, when you let kids watch wrestling, you don't know what parts they're gonna take away from it. If some people see Hulk Hogan and they're like, oh, okay, I want to be a superhero when I grow up. Some people see Ric Flair and all the money and they're like, man, I want to be like him when I grow up. The one thing I knew is that they were good guys and bad guys. And I all this is what I took away from wrestling. When the bad guys got jumped, all their friends helped them. When the good guys got jumped, no one usually came out. <laughs> so That's so true. I took away from it that the bad guys were more loyal friends and better friends than good guys. <laughs> I mean, as a young person, I could never see why anybody would ever root for a good guy. Because apparently he's such a dick that none of his friends want to come help him. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, and the bad guys were like, oh, they, they, they must have been really loyal. Because anytime they got attacked, all their friends came out and helped them. So yeah. I, I, like I said, you will never know. Like, no, no one can be like, no, no person can be like, Kid's going to watch this wrestling, and he's going to see, hey, the bad guys are better, way better than the good guys because they're better friends. But that's what I took away from a young. So when I was young, growing up, I always rooted for the bad guys. Ah. Yo, God, because it was like they weren't. It was like, to me, they weren't bad. They actually protected their friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how bad can they be? No, but uh, Cody, Cody took a good old ass whooping here. And uh, yeah. next thing we get QT Marshall, and he's talking about uh, Cody's knee. Is, this wasn't a good day. Cody needs a double size, and he's pissed off that he got jumped, which, I mean, who wouldn't be pissed off that they got jumped? And uh, <laughs> so uh, they're talking about that, and uh, they have Brandy in the room, and I believe this is when she's like, business has to go on. So they say we got a new wrestler coming in, and you know, not in any, any, uh, not when any big fanfare. They said, oh, we got Allie coming in to get fitted for new gear, and he's like, Allie, like Demon Buddy Allie, a Demon Bunny Allie, and she's like, do you know any other Allie? Which I don't know any other Allie, so you know, I don't either. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I was a little shocked because I thought she was exclusive to Impact. What do you think of this? That's song? what I thought too. I was like. That was the main thing I was seeing all over. I was like, I, people were just being like, well, what does this mean? She's not Impact anymore? Does this mean they had a deal with Impact? Like, what is this? Like, what does this mean? And I just, I just thought it was incredible. Like, freaking a knockout champion. That's so cool to get. Yeah, and, and you know, I love Allie. I, I, uh, I actually met her at Starclass last year, and she was very, very nice. Um, you know, she just, you know, I've always liked her character uh, when she was the bright, shiny character. And now that she's kind of playing a darker version of herself, she's like the dark bunny or whatever. 
I I dig it. I think she puts it all into every role, and which is good. So I'm looking forward to her in all elite wrestling. And I the big thing I ask if we get Bunny, does that eventually mean we get Demon? It's what, very possible. What's Demon without Bunny? What's Bunny without Demon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I know, but uh, they do. They do. Uh, they, they, you know, they they very much different characters. They are very much on their own. They, I mean, it's just once they became that kind of combo together, it was such a weird and interesting com- combo. Someone's playing such a bright character, and someone playing such a dark character. It's like you can't think of them apart. But they both had very good careers having nothing to do with each other. So I am looking forward to Allie, having Allie. Uh, she, she definitely adds, you know, a name, someone that's been on TV, you know, and, but as Cody says, you know, they're trying to keep her fresh. She's still kind of fresh. You know, a lot of people might not be familiar with her. So she's going to get a stage on, uh, she's going to get a stage on All Elite to show her stuff. And you got to see how she came up into it. And she's like, it was kind of interesting that she just started training just to see what it's like. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, and it's, I mean, you know, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to go see what this like. You know how people take taekwondo classes or kickboxing classes? She's like, I'm just going to take a wrestling class. And now she's been in it for like ever. And now this yeah. is a major company. That's just weird how that kind of crap happens. I know, I know it's a lot more... Uh, there's a, I know it's a lot more detailed in her world than that. She's had to live the days and the minutes, but uh, it's just for us. It's just like, oh wow, you just, that's kind of cool. So yeah, yeah. So I have been an impact watcher on and off for the last few years. Uh, have you? Are you? Do you watch much Impact? I don't watch much Impact, but I do like keep up with like the results of the shows and like who's the bad guys and good guys at the time and stuff but i don't i don't normally watch it just because most of the time i'm usually really busy when it's on so i mean it's a friday night show and that's generally when people go do stuff even my homebody self that's i'm usually busy on friday nights i record impact and try to watch it but there's a lot of wrestling on now so yeah um, unfortunately impact and mlw usually play victim to that i don't keep mm-hmm. up with them as much as i would like but i'm looking forward to having her i'm looking forward to having her i wonder what show she's gonna start at yeah that's a good question i was really disappointed when uh i heard b was gonna start on uh jacksonville because i really wanted her to be at double or nothing yeah uh, me too uh me too um uh Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville is five days before I get married, so... Oh, uh, wow. I will not be at that show, unfortunately. <laughs> I won't be at it, because I got, uh, I'm going to Florida again, so... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, and it's funny, because I, my, my actual honeymoon is in Florida, so I will be in Florida, like, six days after the show happens. <laughs> wow <laughs> no but uh i'm looking forward to what are you going for florida again or vet stuff again or what are you yeah doing? it's more it's more vet stuff uh it, this one's gonna be two weeks so i have like a zoo career thing for one week and then a vet career thing for another week and that's like the i think either last week of june and first week of july or first two weeks of july oh well, 
That's awesome. Well, one mm-hmm. of my uh, one of my friends that I I kind of grew up with, I met him in my teens. He's actually he works at the Oklahoma City Zoo and he works with the giraffes. That's really cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so he's been he's actually like been to Africa to take care of animals and such like that. His name's Matt, but uh, but it was just a very interesting because that career is like yeah. You know, generally when people get into the career and work in zoos, they, I mean, it kind of takes over, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, I understand that. <laughs> they're very passionate about that. And it's, Absolutely. Yeah, so it's very cool. But, uh, yeah, so we got to learn more about Allie. Her husband's a wrestler also. Uh, she was just talking about how excited she was to be on All Elite. I wonder if she's going to go back to her blonde hair, is she going to stick with her dark hair? That's only a weird question that someone that watches way too much wrestling would ask. But we saw <laughs> her get fitted for her costume. She likes bright and shiny things, so she looks like she's going to be more of the bright, shiny alley that mm-hmm. has been previously presented as opposed to the darker alley that she's playing now. So, yeah, like I said, looking forward to seeing her. Uh, I'm hoping, I mean, maybe she makes her debut at Jacksonville. Maybe it's against B. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Then we get a call. Brandy gets a phone call from Dave Milliken. And if you are an an insane wrestling fan, that name should definitely ring bells because Dave is the belt maker extraordinaire. So that's what he does. He makes beautiful, beautiful belts. And then you see Brandy, and she has clearly a picture of the AEW title and you know you can see through paper you can see the general outline of it no details and she tells him she's talking to him about the belt and she's like they said they want it to be as big as the mid-south north american title now i had to kind of google this because uh mid-south was mid-80s and that was like in my childhood so have no idea. I don't did not remember what the belt looked like, and it's a huge belt, the uh, huge huge belt. I mean, I mean seriously, it, it dwarfs like every other belt. So really, like even even like the like world heavyweight title from WWE. Uh, yes. Wow, that's yeah. big. Yeah. So it's like whoever whoever has to carry this is going to be. Uh, oh, poor <laughs> hangman. <laughs> like, whoever, whoever has to carry this is going to be uh, very much like, it's like winning the championship might be a bit of a punishment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> trying to get through the airlines with that huge thing on. Uh, yeah, so um, basically, yeah, so there's a big wiki on the history of that title. If anybody wants to check it out, the first winner was someone named Chuck Carbo. That's an interesting name. Chuck Carbo. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a wrestler name. And it doesn't. La- and the last wrestler to hold it was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And hey! cool is he won it in Oklahoma City. That's awesome. Uh, so he won it in my hometown before it was retired in 86. But yeah, I mean, like Junkyard Dog, Butch Reed just reading some of the people that have that that held that belt but uh yeah but the idea was to make a belt like that and dave oh dave said you know it's gonna be like an homage to that but it's not gonna be the exact same thing 
and Brandy seems to be excited and she kept saying they wanted to be this and I was like okay okay I'm looking I'm looking <laughs> forward I'm looking forward to it I am a belt geek so I am I'm very open about that I love belts I love the design of belts so uh all right uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Do you have a favorite belt design right now? Do you? Have- oh, that's hard because I really do love. I love the IWGP Heavyweight Title. That's it's a gorgeous belt. Um, but I also really like. Um, oh, what 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 is the other belt that I really like? I'm trying to remember. Um, I I honestly really like the the u.s title for new japan too because it's just like a cool cool design to it um i'm always like a sucker for detail so the more detail on a belt the more i enjoy it um and then also uh currently the current wwe championship the one made out of um I mean, one made out of wood. That one's absolutely gorgeous and probably would be the only one i would buy a replica of uh, that one's interesting, and the amount of people I like that like it, it always seems that it has been interesting to me on the the new eco friendly belt. Um, yeah, I, I people probably laugh at me. Universal title. I'm a big fan of red. I mean, red is like my favorite color. So with the universal, red's my favorite color too. So I understand. Yeah. So the universal title being a lot. A, being red is very big on me, but I actually probably like the the window or raw women's title the best. That's probably my favorite belt um, all time. It would probably there's an old NWA United States title. It looks a lot like the IWGP United States title. So the IWGP United States title was probably my second favorite title, just based completely on looks. You know, uh, of course, uh, you know and. IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I will say it is probably the most regal belt. Belt. It looks like a champion's belt. Absolutely. Yeah, like the WWE title is cool and all, but it's changed so much. I mean, I still identify with the double winged eagle from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I still identify as the world champions. But so it doesn't look like okay, that's the champion's belt. Like, IWGP, there is no doubt that it's the biggest belt. It's just solid gold. It's regal-looking. It is the prestigious belt. Absolutely. I I 100% agree with that. Yeah, so I I definitely uh, definitely, uh, love that belt, love it all. Um, Then, after Brandy talks to... Randy calls Dave. I almost called him Big Dave, but Big Dave is Meltzer. Uh, but after Brandy <laughs> talks to Dave uh, about the title, uh, we get Lucha Brothers cutting a promo in Spanish. I'm glad they had subtitles because that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> as I stated, I don't speak Spanish, and apparently this looks like it was recorded before they lost the belts to the Bucks. Yeah, kind of look like it. Kind of look like it. Because they said, the first time we faced, uh, you were the best tag team in the world, and we beat you. And basically, we're going to beat you again in Las Vegas. Well, they, you know, it wasn't taking in to consideration that they had just lost to the Bucks. So, it was yeah. like, that's what happens. Uh, Brandy is very clear. 
it's not like they're trying to hide anything that most of these are shot a week in advance so they can do all the editing and stuff so they're not yeah. yeah they're not trying to trick you or anything it was shot last week so the stuff they had from Penny and Ray they probably had last week which to shock and I might scare some people off Penny and Ray are probably my favorite tag team right now I, and that them LAX the Young Bucks I honestly kind of put them in a group if you ask me on Tuesday who my favorite tag team is, you'll hear Penta and Ray. You ask me on Friday, you may hear Young Bucks or LAX. Because it's just, pretty much it's who I've seen just put on a hell of a match last. And mm-hmm. they always, they're, they're always going, all the three of those teams are just going back and forth putting on excellent matches. So, that it was this was another one, and I'm looking forward to the one at Double or Nothing. I imagine they're going to get more time, because like I said... Uh, the one at Reyes was only about a 10-minute sprint. So I think they're going to mm-hmm. get more time and be able to tell more story. Uh, are you looking forward to that match? I am looking forward to that match. And I do believe that there is going to be more time in that match. Um, but it's I'm, I'm just really excited for it. I do have to disagree, though. I do think the Young Bucks are better than Penta and uh, Phoenix. Um, but... Uh, that's because I'm also very biased. I've seen more Young Bucks matches than I have Penta and Phoenix. So I haven't seen a ton of their matches, but I know they're incredible. I just, I, I, I really like the style that the Young Bucks do. And I'm just really excited to see how they change it up for their double or nothing match. And like what interesting stuff they, stuff they add in and just like how how they're going to make this probably the best match of the night, or at least compete to be the best match of the night. The thing I like about Penna and Ray is that their matches sometimes start off as traditional tag team matches. By the end, it's a lucha match. Ah, Their referee is just, huh. He just starts ignoring the fact that no tags are being made. So I don't. I don't it's funny because I, I I'm a big big fan of tag team wrestling. I'm a big sucker for it. So it's kind of weird when you say tag team wrestling and they don't have to tag. That's always weird to me. I'm like that's the Very first weird. word. Weird first <laughs> word. But you know they do it in a way that's entertaining. So and I wasn't into lucha wrestling before. So. What they do is kind of new to me, and it's like every time I watch it, it's so exciting. Uh, like I said, Young Bucks, I've never, to me, I've never seen them put on a bad match. I, I mm-hmm. it's, it's never a quality. It's probably just the newness of Penn and Ray to me right now. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think, and like I said, ask me on Tuesday, I'm going to say this team. Ask me on Friday, I'm going to say this team. My loyalty is to the elite, so the Young Bucks are always always in the conversation but uh <laughs> I, yeah Pin and ray they're with all elite so i can be like hey i'm kind of loyal to, i'm loyal to them too <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, but uh yeah it, it was a good show it was a good show no cody and you know me being the cody guy that always makes me sad because you know cody uh but uh yeah um as i said last week and i am going to reiterate this for people listening cody and the, the, both of the Bucks have said they will not be in New York on WrestleMania weekend. They have both addressed it directly in tweets. They will not be in New York. So I was just saying, if 
going to New York, hoping they make a surprise appearance. They're pretty. They're being pretty firm that they're not. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a, I was a bit disappointed, but I can understand like Cody's reasoning for why they wouldn't be there. Like it's their weekend. Like I totally understand that. Um, I I keep on making the joke like, well, they didn't say they wouldn't be in New Jersey. Um, but uh, but I, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I'm a bit disappointed, but I can totally understand it and. I'm not going to make that, like, ruin my trip because, God, you're seeing so much more stuff. Just because they're not there doesn't mean you have to, like, cancel all your tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely true. I bought my G1 Supercard Honor ticket assuming they would make an appearance. Like, I'm going to be 100% honest. It's not that I'm not a fan of people, other people in New Japan. I am big fans of a lot of people in New Japan and I've had to kind of pivot who I root for because knowing that the elite aren't going to be there so uh that's cool because it's actually made me you know watch a little closer and decide on new favorites because it was just easy I went for everybody in the elite you know now it's like okay now like I've kind of started focusing on Shingo Takagi and Z, uh, Z, ZSJ and it's like mm-hmm. okay it makes me enjoy it in a different way because their styles are different the way they present is pretty different so but just just wanted to remind you they won't be there so <laughs> if, if yeah that's, that's your only reason for going you're going to be disappointed there are going to be a lot of people from AEW there that weekend uh the uh, yeah uh, the Lucha Brothers will be there that weekend. Um, I think Joey I Ryan, Joey Ryan, a- a- Allie, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, I th- yeah, Allie, because Impact will be there. Um, mm-hmm. Kylie Ray is going to be there. I believe, yep. Uh, I believe Nyla, MJF. MJF definitely. Nyla Rose. They're Pac. Gonna, Pac definitely. <laughs> Pac. How can I forget about Pac? Side about <laughs> Pac. I actually met him as Neville, and it was funny because when he was Neville. And there was a line. I didn't even want to meet him. My friend just happened to already be in that line. So I just kind of jumped up and I was like, ah, oh, it's Neville. Now it's like he's wow. one of the hottest wrestlers in the world. And it's like, oh, I can't wait to see Pac. It's like, it's <laughs> funny how your your emotions for a person can change. Absolutely. I'm going to meet a lot of legends. So, hey, uh, again, it's definitely something that you can look out, out for. It's going to be, there's going to be people there that, like, like me, I've only seen like two Kylie Ray matches and that just happened to be after she signed I went and found two Kylie Ray matches to watch so mm-hmm. uh, so that'll be interesting but uh yeah the, I, I get Cody saying what Cody said about it being no matter what there's a WWE connotation on it call me whatever you want but that's exactly it's it's the same thing I've said many times it's like if it takes you being close to WrestleMania to sign sell out, to me that's WrestleMania sellout. That's not yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I have to agree. Yeah, but all in that was their sellout. Double yep. nothing. That was their sellout. They are. Yep. They they they're completely nowhere near WWE events on those weekends. People flow, flown in just to see them. That's their sellout. So I get mm-hmm. exactly what Cody's saying. Um, also, this week, Cody actually sent out a tweet. Uh, there had been news that he had been trademarking names like um, Bash at the Beach and thing uh, in different WCW names. And 
and you know everybody was like oh uh maybe AEW is going to be using some of these titles uh, as for their show names but he wanted to be clear that's not the case uh he's just trying to get some of the, the properties that his dad created back so mm-hmm. he's like just because he gets that trademark doesn't mean that it's eventually going to be an AEW show name or pay-per-view name it's just something personal that he's doing on his own so i, just, I mean the tweet he made before that tweet was literally bash and then a gif of a beach so i'm almost positive he's going to use that one yeah you know what and that would be cool that would be cool it was just it was just very interesting that they uh it's very interesting that he went out of the way to say most are, he said most aren't intended for AEW. He didn't say all. Yeah. He said most. He said he's claimed about 50 over the last few months. He's just trying to get some of his dad's cattle back. That's the yeah. story. So, but Bash at the Beach, Battle Bowl, Bunkhouse Stampede, you know, Dusty was the booker for a long time, so a lot of these were his ideas. A lot mm-hmm. of these were his matches, his shows. So I can definitely understand, you know, how much the legacy means. I mean, just everyone talks about how much, uh, how, how he always talks about how much his dad's legacy means and the names and these shows are all a part of that. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Cause I thought that was pretty, you know, cause everyone was jumping on it. Everyone was jumping on the fact that, uh, these trademarks, well, AEW is going to use them. I'm like, maybe, maybe not, which is, you know, they just he just wanted to be known that they're not all for AEW. So, yeah. Which, is, which, I, which I think is absolutely cool. I was around from when most of this stuff was initially announced and created, and it was just cool. It was stuff that we named Bash at the Beach. I remember Bash at the Beach, I believe it was the first one, was Sting's first... No, it was a Great American Bash, not the Bash at the Beach. Bash at the Beach was later on. I know Bash at the Beach is where the NWO was created. So. Uh yeah, I th- I think yeah that that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, it was like Bash at the Beach '96, where Hogan turned. It was like one of the biggest events ever. So it's funny that WWE wouldn't keep that trademark, even though they wouldn't want to use it. But it was such. Yeah, a- you would. You would think. Yeah, it was such a monumental and huge moment in wrestling you'd think they would never want to give that name up so but Mm -hmm. it is what it is i'm glad cody's getting getting some of his things back uh but i think that was like really all the aew news that came uh all the aew news that really came down now we're gonna go look into being the elite uh being the elite uh very uh, exciting episode. Not a lot happened in this episode, but not really. Yeah, but in this episode, uh, I believe they started with it's called AEW comes to AAA. So again, we start with the video of the Bucks winning the title, and it's all Brandon Cutler's footage. So it's really in close. It's like mm-hmm. really like I don't know. I don't think they could shoot wrestling like this all the time. But if that was the presentation of wrestling. It would be very interesting because you really can't communicate with your opponent that well because, I mean, the camera was right up on them. And it was just like some of the moves like, 
Uh, when uh, Nick does the corkscrew over the top rope, it's just a different view than you've ever seen a wrestling because it's that close. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I love. I I just thought I thought that was interesting about it. It was just very, very up close. Very crisp. Yeah, very crisp. And you see, uh, the Bucks. They are at LAX airport, and they say Cutler's gonna be with them, and that they're got their passport because they're flying to Mexico. And yeah, yeah. So it's funny. Is it? I don't. I don't go to the West Coast like at all. I've been to California like once. And they're wearing hoodies at a L.A. airport. Doesn't it seem like it's hot for that? I don't know. Um. Well, since it's kind of in between, it was in between winter and spring. It probably was still a bit chilly there for them. Yeah. I'm sure if me and you went there, we'd probably think it's hot. Yeah. Like extremely hot. But with how much L.A. people are used to it, like I only went in the summer. But um. But I can understand. Like they're not used to like. Uh, weather under 60 degrees so yeah i was it was looking at the trip for new york because i keep bringing it up because i'm very excited about it we're less than two weeks away from me i am too (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it was like oh it's gonna be 50s and 60s the whole time over there i was like oh it's warm i might bring a jacket maybe (laughs) because it's cold in the morning but i mean 50s and 60s is like warm to me (laughs) yeah i I agree (laughs) yeah of course you agree you're up there in the frozen tundra yeah freaking we had like negative 25 wind chills in january and i hated it (laughs) oh my god uh man yeah, bundled up. I, I would refuse to leave the house if it's that cold. It's <laughs> crazy. Uh, but um, as we're going through the show, uh, we get them. They're eating. They're eating. Um, like I said, it was just. It was a lot of leading up to the match in Mexico, and then we uh, mm-hmm. uh, we get to uh, we get to the SCU uh, SCU. Um, a, a guy comes up. I don't know who he is. He has really multicolored hair. Do you know who he is? I do not know who he is. But he asks for advice, autograph. Uh, SCU basically blows him off. Uh, they don't have time to do this. And he's like, maybe after a few years and you mean something and you matter, I might watch your match. Uh, Kaz was very good at playing a dick. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, these guys have changed. These, the, the signing with that's, <laughs> that's what Noelle Foley said, who ha- made her first appearance on Being the Elite. <laughs> yeah, she on her cell phone, she's shaking her head. These guys have changed. It, <laughs> it's funny because, you know, Noelle is kind of like a wrestling personality that doesn't wrestle, which is yeah. awesome. She's everywhere. She's she reminds me a lot of uh, Alicia Top, uh, yeah. but, like, just without the interview, she's more of just a fan. Yeah, she's so. a fan and she's everywhere. And, you know, yeah, Alicia, Alicia's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I met her at StarCast. She was the greatest. I did, too, and I found out to how to pronounce her name. Because <laughs> I'm an Oklahoman, and we uh, we put put the emphasis on the wrong syllable sometimes. So I was calling her a tout. She reminded me it's a toot. She let me know, and I was like, oh, cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, but she was very nice about it. Very Canadian. Very Canadian about it. <laughs> So, yeah, I didn't know she was Canadian, or I would have known it was a toot, because it's like <laughs> No, but, uh... That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get Jericho, so has left 
both the uh, Jacksons uh, messages and has told them there's only so far that they could go as a tag team that both on different messages were the real stars of the teams and maybe singles was the way to go and this is funny because what was it like a year ago they did pretty much a similar thing with Cody trying almost the exact same thing (laughs) yeah so with Cody trying to uh, break up the teams, but in this time, they kind of they kind of told each over the few episodes they told each other. But this time, they seem to not tell each other on it. Yeah, they didn't they didn't tell each other, and that kind of made me nervous. So this uh, this leads to an idea that someone said is like uh, I've actually heard on a different Elite podcast because I do listen to other Elite podcasts because they're really good too. Uh, but a different Elite podcast said, uh, you know, eventually they're going to have to wrestle each other. You know, no one wants to see the six of them just being friends. And I'm like, my whole thought process was if you bring in enough talent, they really don't have to fight each other. You know, if you bring in enough talent, you know, you could keep the stories fresh. But this seems to be leaning towards... Uh, leaning towards the other way, I would love to see Nick and Matt in a match against each other. I'm pretty sure in their backyard or somewhere it's happened again. It may have happened somewhere popular. I don't know. I don't know if the match happened. I didn't even Google it because, you know, I, I won't, if, if it does happen, I wanted to see it the first time I see it. I want it to be at AEW. Yeah, I, I agree. And from what I've seen, like from the little videos they showed on that, uh, on that, and on a previous Being the Elite episode, when they showed the little videos, it looked like most of the time it was Matt versus Nick. Yeah. It didn't look like they actually went into being a tag team until they actually started at other companies and, like, that sort of thing. So, Sydney, let me ask you, when are you making your librarian video? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make one because... Um, I'm still in college. How the heck would I get on being the elite? Because I still don't even have a... I don't even have a car yet, bro. I'm not even 20 yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, this was very funny. Uh, This was very funny. Uh, They sent a text, and they was like, even we can't get this over. They're joking about, no one can get this over. And then This is so stupid. (laughs) Yeah, this is so stupid. Then they break in that they're looking for... Someone to play the character of the librarian, and they want 60 second videos sent to the all all, all elite Twitter. Uh, so uh, definitely, uh, so people I've been seeing submissions. Our good friend Tiffany did a submission, and then the woman of a thousand faces, Leva Bates, did a submission. Uh, I've I've seen quite a few different ones. Uh, Aaron the Cigar Guy did a submission, which I very much enjoyed. Yes, Aaron the Cigar Guy did a uh, submission. Tiffany's submission had, at last check, I think it was yesterday, like 12,000 views. So Yeah, hers and AJ Awesome have the most as far as I know. Yes, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep, re- when I see the videos, I'm going to keep retweeting them. So uh, definitely check out the at AT Elite Pod Twitter. Because uh, I'll keep retweeting them out. I've watched seriously all of them, it feels like. But I probably haven't watched all of them. I've probably watched like 20. But it's the people I know. <laughs> you know, the people that I see on the pages quite a bit. Uh, so it should be fun. Uh, 
I I mean, from the ones I've seen, Leva probably makes the most sense since she's a wrestler, you know. Yeah. Uh, she plays the character, but dude, Tiffany's at every show anyway. Might as well throw her in there. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I have always said, like, ever since I first started talking to her on Twitter, which was before All In, so I didn't, I've only known her for about a year. But ever since, like, I met her there, I'm like, oh, my God, she needs to work there. Like, 100%. She needs to be either their social media person or their public relations person or just something where she can, like, promote the show more. And, like, just, like, I think she's incredible at it. And she should. I want her to get a job there so badly. She is an amazing spokesperson. Absolutely. AEW, the Elite, when they were the Bullet Club, she's always letting you know when the events are happening, when to go. She's very positive about everything. I'm just like, they should give her the official title, Heart of the Elite. You know, it's just uh, uh, the, the title because she literally, you know, she pretty much, if you know any nothing about it, she'll let you know any information you need to know. So we're over here putting her over. So, yeah, pick her. Yeah. Pick her. <laughs> No, pick her as the librarian. <laughs> pick her as the librarian. She was, uh, she's definitely awesome. Um, we get to the backstage and we see Cody getting jumped, and we see why the uh, Bucks didn't come help him out. They were on their cell phones. They were staring at the screens. <laughs> they never saw Cody getting they, beat up. And they're just showing in the background just the TV of him getting all beat up, and they're just like looking through their phones. The match just shows Nick something. Yeah. <laughs> it just. Yes. It killed me. Yeah, Tiffany uh, put on her Twitter. She's like, uh, Bucks, we're going to have to have a conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know what? It was, a, you know, if you think about it, it was pretty much a peaceful, just him going out to cut a promo. Why would they think he's going to get attacked? That actually made sense, you know? They're that like, is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it, the attack did come out of nowhere. He just kicks his cane, <laughs> and then they beat him up. It's like, what the hell? Why did why It's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> so, yeah. Then we get SCU and Sammy Guevara. Uh, Sammy Guevara. It, this has been one of my... It's like a subtle segment, but it's my favorite. How he's nice to everybody, but everybody thinks he's a dick. And then at this one, he tries to catch food with his mouth. He's having fun. He's even wearing, got the Rey Mysterio hoodie on. I love that. And he leaves, and he's like, man, he seems like a good guy, salt of the earth. And then he's like, uh, but he's not from SoCal. And he's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> it, just, it just makes me laugh because he actually seems like such a sweet guy. And if he just knew what these people were saying, he's just like, oh, I'm just trying to be nice. Yes. He did, did you see his the, uh, thing he did for, uh, uh, what is it, uh, man, uh, why am I think Full Gear Challenge, where he did the backflip? Yeah. And then I was like. I think they showed that in Being the Elite. I think they showed it. He was like, he did a backflip yeah. and then he was doing wussy weights. Yes. Uh, but the crazy thing about that is, I don't think I can do that in my dreams. I don't think my dream would allow me to actually do that. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, that's that's not realistic enough. But yeah, yeah, the closest I could see is maybe my brother doing it, but like he'd have to practice. Yeah. <laughs> Hangman's working out, and you got the little bubbles of everyone yelling at him, calling him fat, and saying he'd never do it. 
and you see them keep passing by food places, Chinese restaurants, uh, a sub spot, and he just runs by them, and then he has a cheeseburger in his hand, and he throws it away, because, uh, you know, he's doing his full gear challenge, they show him doing some DDP yoga, you see under the shirt, <laughs> there's a little bit of a gut there, so I'm hoping this was uh, recorded a while back. I have a feeling. Yeah, I was like, we're feeling, and he throws the burger against the wall, and then you see the symbol for that uh, full gear challenge. I, 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 I guarantee you, someone's gonna get that tattooed on them. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone did already. Yes, because you know, again, I always talk about how extreme. I, like I said, I, I don't think AEW can fail because of the passionate fan base that they have. I think the passionate fan base is going to uh, hold them long enough for every the casuals to come along. And then, you know, then the passionate fan base is going to hate the casuals because they're taking all the seats. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much how it goes. But, um, yeah, full gear challenge. Looking forward to it. Uh, Michigan State just won by 11. Yes! I was waiting to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, congrats to Michigan State for pulling out the win and your team. Um, but, yeah, the last part, it was just clips from the match. Uh, we, we, well, when, yeah, we got clips from the match. Uh, the Young Bucks bring home the tag team titles. I believe, I think it was Matt that said he brought back some things from Mexico. And then under all the things was the AAA tag team belts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. And uh, then we get to the last scene. The, the, well, technically it's like one big thing. And it's uh, Jimmy Havoc talking to Kip Sabian. And they're talking about how they should introduce themselves to apparently MJF and Jimmy Havoc's having none of it. And MJF I want to meet Jimmy Havoc. He's, he seems so funny. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Havoc, <laughs> from every person I talked to, is like, if you ever met him in a bar and didn't know he was Jimmy Havoc, you would never know he was Jimmy Havoc. He's so down to earth, just talks to everybody like they're normal people. And it's just like you wouldn't know that he's pretty much been on every like major wrestling program in the country. He's a hardcore deathmatch guy. You know, you would know. That's longest, how I know him. Yeah, longest reigning progress champion of all time. That's how I know mm-hmm. him. And, uh, yeah, you wouldn't know anything about him because he's very unassuming. He's just yeah. He's just kind of so MJF comes in, runs him down, does his MJF thing, does his Cody thing, and then you start seeing Cody. He's recovering from the injury. Uh, he's cleaning out his ear. Something happened with his ear, and he's clean. Got the Q-tip in his ear, and MJF. It makes me. It makes me think like, have you not cleaned your ears in months? Because <laughs> if if you need to clean it that hard, it's like. It's like, are you you okay? You should probably clean more often. Yes. He's an old wrestler injury, you know, whatever. And it's like, True. <laughs> so he's cleaning out his ear, and then all of a sudden you get the camera in an homage to the old Cody, uh, old Cody uh, pick where he has the hand up to his ear. You get down, and you uh, he goes, and he's on his cane, and he goes up to his ear, and then Cody has an angry face. Like he's heard everything MJF has said. I what what I honestly think is he didn't hear the first part of what he said, but he heard the second part. Like, 
oh man, that's a good question. Where is Cody? That jobber that 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 and like I that was that was where I think he heard it and he's like, Oh hell no. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh so he called him. MJF is caught. Cody has heard him. And so we're going to see where that goes from there. A lot of people speculated it was going to be MJF at uh, MJF at uh, Double or Nothing. I thought it was too early. I was like, I, I do too. I do too. I was like, maybe, you know, you, you got a few shows before, you know, what's supposed to be the TV taping. I thought you'd get it in. It's a big match. So I thought you'd get it in Jacksonville, maybe the England show or something. It's it's a it's a it's a really big match. So I thought you would get it later, but it looks like you may we may get it in Las Vegas. Uh, we may not. Uh, we will see. I mean, I I think that I think that we're gonna get that one in Jacksonville because there's one match that I am almost positive they're going to have at Double or Nothing, even though like there's been. Barely any teasing from it, except for random stuff on Twitter. I think it's going to be him versus Marty. You think it's going to be him versus Marty? Yeah. Do you think that's the day Marty comes back alive? I do, because, because, like, one thing I've noticed on Twitter is Cody has been posting pictures of Marty. No, No references, just posting pictures of him. And also, after G1 Supercard, I think his contract's up. At Ring of Honor. Yeah. So, I it would be, like, insane if they got that, because that would just mean that they're all together again. But, like, just, like, kind of like, hey, you, you numpties left me behind, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight your executive vice president uh, because you left me behind, and you guys aren't my friends anymore, and you guys were dead, and blah, 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 so... That that's what I think, but um, I could also understand if they did MJF. But I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I, my guess. Uh, if, if anyone's heard the previous show, my guess is sti- I'm still sticking with Flip Gordon. Think You're still Gordon. sticking with Flip. I'm still sticking with Flip. He was around. He's just been around. And like I said, I'm going from the one line that Brody Brandy said. I don't even want to see this match. When she said that, I'm like, of course she wouldn't want to see. You know, she wanted to want to see her husband against her quote unquote best friend. So, but we. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yes. So that was the one line I'm sticking with Flip. I've people have been told telling me different, and honestly, they've made good points. But since I went out and said Flip at the beginning, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but I'm sticking to my guns. (laughs) Uh, no. But that does that is a good reasoning as to why you picked them though, because yeah. that makes total sense. Yeah, she's like, I don't even want to see this match. Like, of course you wouldn't want to see him wrestling him. Uh but the end of the show <laughs> we get a little a cartoon clip of the Bucks. They do this little AEW hand symbol. I I I, I don't know if these are like fan submissions. I think the last one That was that was someone they had uh commissioned to do that. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I know the wrestling arcade one, they were like you know they did that for them, and they did a really good job. And this was really, really good. And and like I said, it's just flip, flip makes just enough appearances on the show to make you think he's going to be involved. And someone's like, "Well, he's exclusive with ROH," and I'm like, "Why wouldn't you want to have an ROH talent on one of the biggest shows 
in the United States, you know. One of the, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, I mean, of course you want an ROH talent on there. You know, you would definitely want them on there. I was like, if I was any other team, uh, any other company in America, I would be like doing everything I can to get my guys on double or nothing so they can be seen. Cause it's going to, a lot of people are going to watch it, especially with Jericho. A lot of, a lot of fr- friends I know that haven't watched wrestling in years playing to watch double or nothing. So, wow. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, uh, that should be fun, but that's it for being the elite. Do you have any news I might've missed this week? I don't think so. I think you covered it all. Well, I think we got it all. I mean, there's not a, they give you little tidbits. They give you two or three things every week. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's cool. It's enough to do a show. If you elaborate, <laughs> it's enough to do a show. Not a long show, but a show. Uh, so that is <laughs> awesome. And I, uh, yeah, so I definitely look forward to it. I try not to miss any things, but honestly, uh, as I stated, I work overnight. So a lot of stuff that happens between 8 a.m. and like 4 p.m., I don't see until like 8 p.m. to 4 a.m., you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so it's kinda, <laughs> it's kinda weird but definitely thank you for having you on thank you for being on the show now <laughs> let me ask you I'm going to ask you the toughest question I could ask you and I didn't set you up for it so you're on the spot oh, who goodness. is your favorite elite member oh god that's really hard who, um, who do you represent They they are the boy band of wrestling Everyone has their favorite. I'm a Cody guy, you know, me like Tiffany. Issa's a mm-hmm. Kenny guy, you know, she loves her, her Kenny and the Golden Lovers. Who do you, who's your guy? Oh, uh, man, I don't want to say the same stuff um, as you guys. You so can. I... You can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half and half where I'm either, I'm either a Kenny girl uh-huh. or I'm a Bucks girl. Oh, okay. Cause I'm I'm huge on the Bucks. Like I have supported them ever since I discovered them. I watched every single Being the Elite episode up to like I think it was like a hundred or something uh, in one night, just so I could be caught up for the next episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> see, uh, that's that's kind of your thing. When was the first time you saw them live? Uh, my first time seeing them live was actually was actually all in. I had never seen them live before, because um, actually uh, G One Supercard is going to be my first ever Ring of Honor event. So I've never seen a Ring of Honor event. Uh, I've seen it on TV and stuff, but I've never actually seen the event. But like the first time I met them was last year at WrestleCon, and then I met them again at Starcast. So they did. <laughs> They did a Dallas show, and I think that was the first time I saw them, which was also last year. Ah, okay. I had actually met them twice before. They came, uh, (laughs) there was something called Oklahomania, and uh, they just came in and did a meet and greet. They were there for like an hour or two. No one knew who they were, really. I mean, they had their, they got sat down, they had their initial 20 people, and then they were just kind of sitting there not doing anything. No one knew. I mean, could you imagine, can you imagine that? No one knowing who the Young Bucks are now. I, I can't imagine that now. Yes, but yeah, this was, what, three years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. Like, no, like, we went up. They were charging, like, seriously, like, five bucks for a picture. Five bucks. Wow. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. And, like, I got, like, a Young Bucks fan. It was a fan, and then they signed it, and I got a picture with them and our friends. And it was, like, 
if I only knew, I would have stood there for an hour just sign, having them sign stuff. But I, didn't, <laughs> I wasn't really familiar with them. And then uh, they did the thing in Chicago. Uh, I believe your brother was at that. Were you at that one? The one where they just did the meet and greet at Pro Wrestling Tees? Uh the the one where they did it at Pro Wrestling Tees, I was not at the one where they did it at Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah, I actually, I, I was following, I followed uh, you on Twitter from my other account, and then I saw your brother's, and his picture was that. And so we were at the actual same, he was at the Chicago thing, and I was there. Too. Oh, yeah, he was. He went and met Punk. That That's who he met. Yeah, and we, me, me and him were at Punk. Me and him were at Punk. And that was doing oh nice yeah i was i was at pause i wanted to meet pharaoh <laughs> yes i was and it was funny because me and my friend ryan were actually first in line for punk and then this other guy walked up and I'm like you can get in front of us we didn't care <laughs> it's like what's your first well you know between first and seventh and 12 and 20th it really doesn't matter you're still pretty far at the beginning so yeah uh, no but we met uh so yeah i was at there with your brother and then I did the, I was at the being the elite thing. Yeah. So when they did the, the, um, when you say the being the elite one, do uh, you mean like, it was in October, Marty, it was Marty page. All of them were there. Oh, okay. No, I was not there. Yeah. And I did that meet and greet and, and that's awesome. Yeah, I literally, and this was, uh, this was my first Tiffany esque thing. And yes, I'm using Tiffany as a verb. Uh, I flew into <laughs> Chicago that day. Went and met them and flew back to Oklahoma City that night. <laughs> I mean, I was almost like, because since I'm in Michigan State, I was so tempted to just be like, hey, Austin. Austin's the name of my brother. And I was like, hey, Austin, we we are not far from Chicago. How would you feel about driving down to Chicago just to be there Saturday and then leave Sunday? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it was it was it was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy how many people were there. That was the first day that I really really appreciated how popular they were. Because mm-hmm. there was so many people there, so many people like like so many and like the uh, pro wrestling tees definitely. Uh, signing up with them doing a partnership with them was like the smartest thing ever because oh for sure all the merchandise that i saw uh removed that day was crazy and like i said it was the first day that it sunk in how popular they were uh but you said all in was the first time you saw the bucks was that the first time you saw cody kenny all of them yeah, uh, well, I, I had seen um, I had seen Cody, like, on WWE and stuff, but I had never actually seen him, like, live at an independent wrestling show, so All In was the first time I saw him, and my next time, because I wasn't able to get the Chicago uh, Con tickets for this weekend, will be Double or Nothing, where I will be with VIP tickets, because that was literally the only thing we could get, because... We were freaking out. We thought we weren't going to be able to get tickets at all because we looked, and as soon as we got in, because that waiting room took so long on the pre-sale day, we just, like, we were just sitting in that waiting room and didn't get in. So it was just like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? So my brother was just like, look at VIP and see what you can find. And we found the lowest VIP, which was still a lot more money than we were kind of hoping to spend, but... We ended up getting it, so I think we're, like, Section 9 or something, so we're lower level, so that should be great. The only thing that sucks is we're not, like, 
in the same row. Like I'm I'm row D, they're like row K and J. So I'm hoping maybe some people will be very kind and let one of them sit next to me since uh they're kind they're both over twenty one, so and I'm still only gonna be under twenty, so <laughs> you said you're in section nine? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh let's see. Floyd, where am I sitting? I think I'm really close to there. I might be in ten. I forget. Mm. I literally uh, what I had to do was I couldn't get through and I was afraid I wasn't gonna get a ticket. So Access had those there, uh, it was the ones that were from the MGM Guardian called like the premium tickets. So I uh-huh. bought one of those. I bought uh, a couple of those. So yeah, I'm in section ten, row N. Ah, okay, okay. So, so that's literally one section over. Yeah, one section over, and so I'm looking forward to that. I didn't remember if I was nine or ten because couldn't remember. Uh, I couldn't remember on that one, but yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it's so, gonna be great. It's go, it's gonna be a great time. Uh, got the got the bracelets. Looking forward to all the events. They put out a schedule this week. I am actually going to share that on all things elite site because you know not going to go through every. Uh, well, we're not going to go through every event, but we will right before the show, like that week or so before the show. We're going to go through all the events, the meet and greets, and we're going to let you know. But just a few of the big ones. Thursdays an evening with Cody and the Bucks. I think that's the you know that's the big one for Thursday night. Uh, then uh, f- Friday for me the big one is Arn from two thirty to four. is It's just called Arn, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a big Arn Anderson fan. There's apparently a roast that night, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, they they haven't said who it is though. Uh, they haven't <laughs> said who it is. Uh, Saturday the big thing. Will be the sharpshooter, uh, Bret Hart in his own words, and then they will be closed for a double or nothing. And then uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday, I think the I think my biggest thing, oh, Lita's panel on women's wrestling, that'll be cool. And that's for mm-hmm. twelve to one thirty on Sunday. But they have different events every day. Uh, they even got one called We Can't Announce Yet, and that's Sunday from 4 to 5.30. So, uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm going to go through all the events, talk about the ones I'm going to be in for, because a lot of things are happening at the same time, which is cool, because now you have to pick, you know, so uh, that's really good, and they won't be overly crowded. And you said you'll be there. Did you uh, Did you get a gold bracelet, platinum bracelet? Which one did you get? Platinum. Platinum, you know, that's the only way to go. That's the only Absolutely. Way it was such a good value. <laughs> you know, I did it at Starcast. It was such a good value. Just even if you're not going to go to any meet and greets, just going to the different panels all day, it'll give you something to do. And all of these things, and I'm not trying to sell. I'm not anything. But all <laughs> these things could would be like worth damn near what you're paying for just one platinum bracelet. So definitely. Yeah, uh, I I did gold last time, uh, uh, and that was st- that was still really worth it. Like worth more than just getting the weekend pass or something. Yeah. So like, but I was also like, dang, I wish we could have gotten better seats. Which even though it was kind of it was iffy last time, just because they weren't used to it. But they say it's going to be way better this time. Uh, I was just like, I want to make sure I have the best seats for these shows. Absolutely. I will definitely, you will definitely see me at the front arn. And I actually get to see you in New York. I'm I'm excited about that. Well, like I said, we'll be at WrestleCon. 
probably Festival of Honor and the G1 Supercard show. We'll be at all of those things at the same time, so we'll we will get to meet. Uh, we'll get to meet, and I'm like like it's like really exciting because. You know, I always look forward to my next event, but we got so much coming up. It's like we got we got the WrestleMania in a couple of weeks, and then we got pretty much Starcast, Starcast, and Double or Nothing like a month after that. For me, I got the NJP uh, NJPW show in Dallas because you know it's like right down the street from me, and then I get married twelve days later. So these next few, these next four months are like gonna be the busiest four months of probably my life and then i end i end i end it with a wife which is awesome that's incredible yeah she puts up with me recording wrestling in the middle of the day very loudly (laughs) you will meet me and you will find i am not a quiet person i'm not either (laughs) i'm not a quiet person everyone's my best friend so um No, but uh, again, I thank you for having uh, the show. Thank you for joining me. I enjoyed this. I hope you would be, if you have time, that you would do this again. Uh, oh, absolutely. This has been a blast. Yeah, we. Um, <laughs> I, I switch hosts like every week. So, yeah, if I can get some consistency, that would be great. I, I, I just, I think, I think this was uh, uh, perfect. Uh, so, did I have any, just make sure you're subscribing to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, we got One Nation Radio. I would try to do this off the top of my head, but I know One Nation Radio on Sundays. Uh, we have Keeping It Strong Style on Tuesdays. And on Fridays, we have NXT Then Now Forever. I listened to that show for the first time. Believe me, I you know, kind of have a busy schedule. Can't listen to podcasts all the time, but I listened to that first time. And what they do is they watch an NXT show, old NXT show, and then they watch the most current NXT show. Kind of compare and contrast and talk about it. Uh, James is hilarious on the show. Uh, so I definitely I definitely suggest that. Keeping it strong style is my personal way to stay up with all the New Japan stuff. And uh, One Nation Radio, that's James and Rich. And if you want to laugh, that is the show you listen to. We also have the Ricky and Clive show and a grown man watch this shit. Uh, I think I got them all. And I'm literally not looking at anything. That's off the top of my head because I actually listen to most of the shows now. I listen to all the shows now. So that is uh, (laughs) is awesome. Um, uh, Do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, I'll plug, uh, first of all, you can follow me on Twitter at SAZoomer4. Uh, you can also, uh, find, uh, my brother's podcast, which I'm, I'm sometimes on. I'm not on as much anymore, but, uh, they're absolutely incredible. And it's, uh, uh, their Twitter is at pinned podcast and you can find it on Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find iTunes, anywhere you can find a podcast, you'll find them there. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> if it's not too personal, I just want to know what does SA Zoomer mean? Uh, SA is my first and middle initial, and Zoomer is uh, the name we use for like all of our accounts because apparently my dad used to go by it in high school. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> like I said, I saw it and I saw you use it on everything. I, I went it on my own personal accounts. I am very boring. I only I use my real name, Floyd Johnson Jr., which is <laughs> really boring. I didn't like everyone has these creative uh, creative symbols. I'm like, oh, this is my name. 
but... If I use my name, oh my god, no one would be able to spell it. <laughs> my last gonna... name is so long. I was literally going to ask after I press stop how to pronounce your last name. I've watched, <laughs> and I, I've watched hockey, and I've watched all these sports with all these last names, and I usually can do it within pretty much of a syllable. I have no idea how you to start your last name. <laughs> I'll tell you once you press stop. Oh, okay. Mind you.